Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murjaye Nishrabhanjaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Mukdanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Hanade Bhagakaya Ikadehaya Namaste Chisaratmane I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. O Shiva, your own divine essence, your own beingness, your you-ness, Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Baba Namo Namaha. Happy Father's Day and Happy International Day of Yoga. Today we celebrate fathers and Tuesday we celebrate yoga. June 21st will be the eighth celebration of International Day of Yoga as proclaimed by the United Nations in 2014. It is on the longest day of the year for us in the Northern Hemisphere, where India is also located. It's the day with the most light. What wonderful serendipity that it is near Father's Day as it is the lineage of masters who have brought us yoga through the ages, we call them Baba, which means Father. This year's theme for International Day of Yoga is Yoga for Humanity. 
the UN webpage describes the worldwide challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic as an unprecedented human tragedy. While we in Downingtown are enjoying our own locale's respite from the brunt of it, with Chester County now being classified as a low-risk area, this pandemic is not over. Not for the USA and not for the world. Physical survival has been the main focus, necessarily so. However, the mental health issues and damage to society have not yet been effectively addressed not even assessed. The UN webpage for Yoga Day cites yoga as helpful for both, as a way to, quote, stay healthy and rejuvenated and to fight social isolation and depression, end quote. Isolation has been a necessary precaution, but being isolated turns into lonely, insular, withdrawn, protective and distanced, even from your own family. Online connections have been so valuable and continue to be for family as well as for our yoga family. But something happens when we can get together in person. Those of you who have enjoyed an in-person family gathering know what I mean. FaceTime and Google Meetings are not a substitute for sitting together in the same room and sharing a real meal together. Returning to your first in-person yoga class is a wonderful experience, especially if your teacher gives you a medulla stroke <laughs> or a sacrum press. The sweet reunion with your teacher and fellow yogis is wonderfully heartwarming, even overwhelming, and I'd like for you to live in the overwhelm. What happens in overwhelm? You cannot keep your armor intact. You let your barbed wire fences down. The ice around your heart melts, and some of it might even leak out your eyes, sweet tears of joy and love. Overwhelm is one of the most important experiences of life. And if you allow yourself to surrender into it, it becomes a breakthrough. You cannot reinstall the barbed wire and the armor you've been used to hiding behind. You are seen. You are known. You are appreciated in your uniqueness and your fullness. The fullness that is already there and always has been. Yoga doesn't fill you up like you fill your car's gas tank. Yoga gives you access to the inner fullness that is already there. Yoga gives you your own self. Once you know your own self, and you see that same self in each and everyone else, then you are drawn into a new level of relationship with the world to embrace the world, to cherish each and everyone in it. It's a way of living with God in all the forms. And God keeps your mind and heart open. Your agendas fall away. 
you're free from need and fear. And then you look for a way in which you can serve and support others. It's a divine life. Baba said it this way, because you lacked self-knowledge, you saw one as a friend, another as an enemy, a third as a stranger. Muktananda, see your own self. All are part of your family. When you don't know your own self, everyone is a threat. Well, not all of them, only most of them. <laughs> Who knows? They might want to harm you, or they might want your possessions, or maybe they want your spot in line at the store. <laughs> it could be that they want your attention, and depending on your age or marital status, they could be hoping to capture you for life. Your fear even shows up on the telephone with telephone solicitors. They might try to get some of your money or take up some of your precious time. When you don't know your own self, everyone is a threat. Well, the ones that aren't a threat, that's a short list. Instead of protecting yourself from them, you project all your neediness onto them. They're all supposed to take care of you. Even harder, they're supposed to make you feel loved, valued, and best of all, they're supposed to make you happy. But they want the same from you. So how do two blind people walking down the sidewalk, how do they help guide each other? How can two unhappy people make each other happy? The setup isn't good. <laughs> it makes for good TV drama, but not for a fulfilling life. That's why you need a guru. That's why you need yoga. You need both, a guru and yoga. The guru points you inward toward your own self. A Shaktipat guru initiates you into the knowing of your own self. She opens the door wide so you can step inside your depth and dimensionality, your inherent divinity, self. This is why you need the guru. Yoga is the set of tools that the guru gives you to use. These tools give you the ability to improve yourself, body, mind, and more. In the kitchen, if you can't reach something on a high shelf, you might be able to reach it after a yoga class. Really? Yes, yoga makes you taller. <laughs> That's why when you get in the car after a yoga class, you have to adjust your rear view mirror before you drive home. In the kitchen, if a drawer handle is loose, you need a screwdriver. Similarly, if you have a screw loose in your head, you need yoga. Yoga doesn't simply work on your body. Yoga adjusts your mental attitude and opens your heart along with your breath. I'll return to the UN-designated day, International Day of Yoga. When the Prime Minister of India made the proposal, yes votes came from 175 member nations, the highest number ever. The PM said, yoga is an invaluable gift from our ancient tradition. Yoga embodies unity of mind and body. 
thought and action, a holistic approach that is valuable to our health and well-being. I agree. At any level of practice, yoga makes a difference. The World Health Organization has urged its member states to, quote, help their citizens reduce physical inactivity, which is among the top 10 leading causes of death worldwide, and a key risk factor for non-communicable diseases, such as cardiovascular diseases, cancer, and diabetes. Physical inactivity. For millions of yogis worldwide, yoga is all about the posers. Usually their interest in meditation doesn't develop for a few years, yet their practice of the poses will lead them to meditation. The stages roll out quite predictably. First, yoga practitioners notice that they are better drivers on the way home after yoga class. <laughs> then they notice that they're more peaceful at home. It begins to carry over into the next day. Soon, their life is on a more even keel, which makes it easier. Of course, their health improves. They feel physically better, which makes them happier and more able to participate in life. You get so much from doing merely the poses and breathing practices. I mean, it makes life good. Here's how it works. Yoga makes you feel good. That alone would be enough. But yoga also improves your health, your life, and your state of mind. All of these together would be enough. However, for you to feel this good, you have to keep doing yoga. You figure that out pretty quickly. If you skip a few days or a week, your condition begins to degrade. It's like food. You have to keep eating every day. If you skip a few days, your condition begins to degrade. So I'll say yoga feeds you. This is true of meditation as well. But right now, I'm simply describing what happens when you do the physical practices, poses, and breathing. So you keep going to yoga class. You even do some yoga at home. This is maintenance level. You want to keep the benefits you've been getting. These include improvements in your body and health with increased stamina, health, and vitality. You're getting younger. And you get undeniable improvements in your mental and emotional state, including peace, clarity. You're more effective in your worldly activities. You gain emotional intelligence, compassion, the ability to say no, and the ability to say yes in a whole new way. But yoga is subversive. <laughs> More is going on at subtle levels that you cannot yet see. Your body, mind, and heart are aligning with consciousness. First, you realize that your body, mind, Heart and soul are aligning with each other, yes. But more importantly, they align with consciousness. The light of your own divinity begins to shine through you. This truly changes your life. You stop doing the things that kink you up inside. 
You choose to do things that unkink the kinks and smooth the inner pathways so you feel more present, more real, more whole. You're enjoying the benefits of yoga, serenity, composure, equanimity, even cheerfulness. <laughs> Patanjali describes this in the Yoga Sutras, chapter 2, verse 41. Sattva Shuddhi Salmanasya Ekagra Indriya Jaya Atma Darshana Yoga Yatvani Cha. From mental purity, cheerful mindedness, ease of focus, control of your senses, and readiness for seeing the self. Yes, all of these things are happening. Cheerful mindedness, you laugh more often. You are happy even when nothing is happening. Watch out, you could even become an optimist. <laughs> Ease of focus. You're less distractible. You get things done quicker and easier. You stop dithering. Control of your senses. You're less dependent on chocolate and coffee. You choose <laughs> what you're paying attention to. It's like music in an elevator. You can listen, or you can just tune it out. Your senses don't grab you and pull on you anymore. And readiness for seeing the self. All of this gives you readiness to look inward, to see and experience the deeper dimension of your own being. Self. Simply doing yoga poses will give you all of this but Patanjali explains how it happens right here in this sutra. It all comes from mental purity, not from poses. Listen to it again. Sattva Shuddhi Samanasya Ekagra Indriya Jaya Atma Darshana Yoga Yatvani Cha. Cha means hand. From mental purity, that's Sattva Shuddhi. From mental purity, cheerful mindedness, ease of focus, control of your senses, and readiness for seeing the self. Sattva Shuddhi, the purification of your mind. Your mind has spent too many years in the gutter. Yoga is like taking the hose to it, washing it clean. Even the poses and breathing practices wash your mind clean. Prime Minister Modi knows this. <laughs> I think he was being subversive, citing the physical and mental health benefits of yoga. He got more yes votes on his resolution than ever before, establishing International Day of Yoga so that people would be healthier, just like he said, yes. So that people would be less depressed, less anxious, less withdrawn, less needy and handle the isolation of a pandemic more easily. Yes, but he knows, for he is a yogi with more than 50 years of practice under his belt. See, he knows that more will happen. And he said so in his address to the UN. He said, yoga is not just about exercise. It is a way to discover the sense of oneness with yourself, the world, and nature. This is Yoga Speak.
He's saying something that everybody thinks they understand. <laughs> but there is a deeper meaning and he knows it. He said, Yoga is a way to discover the sense of oneness with, and he knows that people want to feel one with the world and with nature. He knows that people want to look outside for that experience of oneness, to feel awe at the beauty of nature, to melt into the colors of a sunset. And everyone wants to feel at one with themselves. You don't enjoy fighting with yourself. When you have an argument with yourself, <laughs> you end up with two losers, both inside. <laughs> I call it mud wrestling with your mind. Especially if you want to draw other people into your internal dialogues. You're inviting them to a mud wrestling match. All the spectators get mud flung on them at some point along the way. Everyone walks out dirty. Yoga is just the opposite. You do a little yoga. All the mud you caked onto yourself simply slides off. You do a little more. You are washed clean. You do even more. And what happens is you can't climb into the mud pit anymore. It's not even interesting anymore. Now you're ready to meditate. Now is when you find out what Prime Minister Modi really meant. He said, yoga is not just about exercise. It is a way to discover the sense of oneness with yourself, the world, and nature. Most people think they will become one with nature, like hugging a tree, or one with the world, like they surrender to the beauty of life and the universe. They're looking outside. So they'll experience overwhelm. They want to melt into something greater than their own sense of self, their sense of individuality. But what yoga says, and what Mr. Modi meant, is that yoga gives you your own self, so you know the one that is being all. This one reality, Shiva, who is you? is also being, as he said, the world and nature. He knows that even if all you do is the poses, you will discover there is more to you. Just keep on going. You'll get past your performance anxiety. You'll get past trying to perfect the pose. You'll even get past trying to perfect your body. Instead of approaching yoga as though there's a goal to attain, you'll get into the process. This is a process of self-discovery, working from the outside inward. And you reach the point where you're ready to meditate. The poses give you mental purity, which gives you, as Patanjali said, cheerful-mindedness, ease of focus, control of your senses, and here's the best of it. Readiness for seeing the self. I see this when I teach meditation. I love when already practicing yogis come to meditate. Well, I love to teach anyone to meditate. I love to introduce you to your own self. But those who have been doing the poses, they have a readiness to see the self. It's because the poses give them 
mental purity. If you're not experiencing mental purity, I will recommend you do yoga poses or yoga therapy. We certainly can help you with whatever physical condition you are currently experiencing. It's quite amazing and quite wonderful how working with your body improves the condition of your mind and emotions. It's amazing, wonderful, and reliable. It's not the same as exercise. I've seen this with athletes and dancers compared to yoga practitioners, especially in the years I was teaching in yoga conferences in the big retreat centers. I'd have a class with 80 or 100 students. Some would settle into a deep meditation with ease, while others would strain and squirm for a while before they settled in. With Baba's grace, they do eventually settle, but it takes them a little longer. Why? Athletes and dancers use their body differently than yoga practitioners, so they use their mind differently. And when you turn your attention inward to meditate, what do you find? Oh, hello. Hello, mind. <laughs> you discover if you've been cultivating mental purity or if you've been junking it up. It's just like with any physical space. If you strew trash all over the room, you're going to have to pick it up. <laughs> or you just live with all that mental chit, stumbling <laughs> over it whenever you move around. Or worse, you share it with others. Yoga changes all of that. The more yoga you do, the faster it changes you. It's just like how nature works. I was surprised when I learned that crops grow faster in Canada than in America. It's because in the summer, Canada has longer days, more sunlight, more plant growth. With you, the more you bask in the light of consciousness, the more you grow into your own self. It's personal and it's worldwide. The UN made it worldwide. Well, okay, yoga already was worldwide. So the UN recognized it and is supporting its growth. The UN, why? It makes people healthy and happy and kinder. As Modi stated in his address, when applied to communities and societies, yoga offers a path for sustainable living, which the world needs. So doing more yoga supports the world. You doing more yoga supports your own personal experience of life, but it also supports the world. So I'm going to tell you, do more yoga. <laughs> How do you do that? Of course, do more poses and ujjayi pranayama, the slow yogic breathing practice. And do more meditation and mantra. Mantra repetition is the key to meditation because it is the key to your mind. And it's important to get together with other yogis. The people you spend time with have a huge impact on your perspective. If you want to be happy, spend more time with yogis. Best of all, take a class. Learn from one who knows more than you do. Get a boost into the inner state 
from one who lives more deeply in it than you do. Bottom line, that's why you need a guru. Think of it this way. The guru is the key. There would be no ancient tradition without the Babas who carried it through as a living tradition. And how did they get qualified? They did more yoga than you can even imagine. Om Swarupa Swasva Pavanamo